And uh, this podcast is called Light Waves. And today we're going to talk about fans. And uh, Shelly is an expert in ceiling fans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Take it away, Shelly. Di- dissecting the ceiling fan, which I feel like everyone has ceiling fans these days. You know, really, yeah. they, they, I mean, and when, you know, kind of brushing up on this podcast, I noticed that they're in every country, you know, so pretty fascinating to dissect it at you know this is ironic that we're talking about this today I just had a customer that put too many in a um, room recently and the fan you know was too fast and slowing it down so there's some dissection that you know will help maybe narrow down what to use so that's good but one of the things is to realize that the ceiling fan was invented in 1882 you're kidding no by by Philip Dale he actually (laughs) did it by taking a sewing machine motor and putting two paddles on it and it worked wow I mean we had water run fans before that and I thought to myself well you know that kind of makes sense because you know there's a lot of manufacturers that actually branched off out from sewing machines at one point and we're making ceiling fans so it's kind of a neat little history there that's cool been around for a long time <laughs> probably more than anybody wants to know but I thought I found it pretty interesting I think the reason behind it when I when I was looking into it was because it was just a way to try to cool down the air for better productivity productivity from their workers which shoot that makes a lot of sense especially yeah especially today it's getting you know warmer everywhere we're having more ex- extreme weather yeah so at places that didn't need it like maybe the coastal area of California. Now we're finding we need it. it. And it just feels good to have some kind of breeze on you and, you know, just circulating the air, like, you know, even just, you know, refreshing the air, I guess. I mean, you now have ceiling fans, which we won't go too much into it that have UV on the top, you know, that's kind of cool. Right. Um, that is cool. Right. You know, just purify the air from germs. And, you know, that's definitely an adder on any of them, but that's kind of cool. Right. So, so do, um, do ceiling fans actually lower the temperature of a room? About eight degrees in some cases. Really? They can. That's what, yes, about eight degrees. I mean, so it's not significant, but keeping that around and it's more just that breeze, you know, keeping that circulating throughout the room instead of just coming in through your ductwork and, um, rotating and you, um, but I have ceiling fans in our, in my house. So you uh well we we had um a very scary ceiling fan when we moved into this house that wasn't working in the master bedroom which we took out but funnily enough we are getting to um little baby ceiling fans for our library because we have two our library is upstairs we have skylights and we have two electrical outlets so it's a slope ceiling um, you know, it's a little bit of a complicated install, but we don't have room for a mega ceiling fan. So we're doing two little babies to see how that works. I mean, you know, of course, I mean, it all comes down to, you know, the space, the size. And if you're doing smaller, then that can work just as well as doing one large one. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, they actually distribute the air and circulate heat and cool air. So that's why some people really do like to run them in the winter just to circulate that heat to come through out the room and not just be on um, where the ductwork is coming in. So, And is that why that you put your fan on reverse? Is that the reason behind reverse? 
you know, some people will say that is it's to pull the pull, it's to pull the heat down. Mm -hmm. but, you know, um, there's uh, there's some that say you don't have to do that, no matter which way you're doing it, it's going to pull that air down. But yeah, that's okay. that's the knowledge behind it because heat rises, right? Let's pull it back down. So that that makes total sense. Okay, I always wonder how many people use that reverse on their fan, and and if they even know what it's for. Right. I remember from my fan days that the reverse was supposed to be for heat um, in the winter, but interesting. So yeah, pushing it back down because heat rises. So mm -hmm. that really makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's just nice to enjoy that steady breeze. You know, in some cases it can be like a breeze, like being at the ocean. Right. Right. That's right. And Which feels, yeah, it feels cooler, even if it's not actually the temperature outside is not cooler. It makes you, it's the psychological perception of cool, cooler because you're getting right. a breeze. Yeah. Yeah. And now as ceiling fans get smarter and smarter, people have some manufacturers have apps that go so that you can have like a whoosh mode or something where it just kind of comes on and then goes down. It just kind of keeps it circulating, but it's not as steady on. You know, but oh, really, yeah, okay. I think that's kind of a nice option. Not all. If you mm -hmm. visit a manufacturer's website, I'm sure that it would, you know, tell you everything that their fans offer. If not, you know, if you're working with someone like in lighting, like a lighting showroom or, you know, a lighting supply house or an architect or whatever designer, they may know more about it. But I think that um, there's just some technology out there that's just bringing them in. And they're so much prettier today. They are. That's true. Yeah. They're, they're, they're much more interesting today um, than they used to be. They used to have uh, pull chains, you know, all of them had pull chains that would hang down. And I, it seems like that there are hardly any of those anymore, the pull chain fans, because you don't no. need one, right? Right. You can operate it from a remote control. I would say almost, I would say every manufacturer offers a remote control now. So that's kind of nice if it's remote control or sometimes an option for a hard wall switch. And then again, more and more offering an app for those who don't want to switch. So you've got so many choices with it these days. It's um, right. it's just nice. And then, you know, some people like a ceiling fan, not just for the breeze, but depending on what their room is like, if it's an older house and you're doing a remodel, they may choose to put a light on it. You can do indirect light or right. you can do light or you can do both um so it can add light to a room so that's nice not just to have the right. fan you need it I don't use anything but an indirect light on my ceiling fans but um some people just need that down light too we do in our library for sure and so uh, our light is a little more direct it's uh small light bulbs uh, candelabra light bulbs uh, but I think it's five light. Each one's a five light. So it gives us light as well as, you know, giving us a little bit of spin. So right. uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've covered light bulbs. We, we, you know what I'm talking about or everybody, maybe our audience knows what I'm talking about when I say candelabra bulb. So. Yeah, exactly. And then some right. of them have the integrated LED too, which right. is a little bit brighter, but um, I just love an indirect light. It can be very soothing at night, not very glaring. Um, so I, that's what I prefer, but, um, you know, there's some things when I was looking into this and like I said, I've had this come up and I'm sure that anyone that it maybe works in the electrical industry has probably had these questions or a designer would ask, you know, I don't even know how to size it. 
how right. ties the fan because nowadays you can have as little as like 30 something and all exactly. the way up to like 70 something and in some cases eight feet right right very large spaces yeah. eight feet definitely for manufacturers warehouses farms horse barns that type of thing but some of these open spaces can definitely handle that so it's nice to look a little bit further into how to size the um fan to the room that includes the motor which is the body to the blade so you know i think that those are some good things to kind of go over here so when i was looking at it it says the footage of the room dictates how big the ceiling fan will be so it's like the square footage of the room because if you go too small or too big for the space you're not going to circulate the air properly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's That's a science behind it it's not just the way it looks there's a little bit of science behind that um and so I was looking through that because I know I've used it before when people have asked me what size and I have to go back and get the square footage for it and all of that so it's um so it's just they have rules of thumb for it. So I think that's good. That would be something that we would put. I'll list them here. But I think it'd be nice just to put it at the bottom so that you all can go back and reference that. Right, they, right. But a lot of our manufacturers have already done that for us, which is nice. Oh, and then, um, yeah. again, you can go to the manufacturer's page you're interested in doing, and then it'll be on there. Or you can speak with someone in the lighting industry for it. But it says, like, anything under 144 square feet Mm -hmm. of the room is usually a 42 inch or smaller and oh, that's interesting okay that's usually going to push about a thousand to three thousand cfms which is cubic feet per minute uh -huh. so basically you know the situation i had last week where they had too much and they wanted to slow it down i think we had they had put too many fans in one room and they couldn't get that air to slow down because they, they were they were just too fast because they had too much Going so on. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. That's so interesting. They had, two. they had put four and basically they could have put, you know, I wasn't in on the design part of this, but they could have gotten by with just two. So mm -hmm. You're going to have to try to slow it down or maybe go even to a smaller one. But so the next slide, it's overstanding exactly. <laughs> instead of overlighting, yeah. overfanning. Yeah. I, I would think that that would probably feel just a little bit too much like you're in a wind tunnel more than you would right. just be in like beach breeze but yeah right your hair is like flying and exactly. papers are flying yeah that's not so it's kind of good when you're looking into it to also look at those cfms which is on the label of the box or mm -hmm. the spec sheet every i think every manufacturer has a spec sheet now and that also works in warehouses they have to kind of keep that cool because it's more it's really warm back there if mm -hmm. it's not conditioned but the next size was like 100 they took like 144 inches 44 feet by 220 feet 225 feet square foot room and oh, okay mm -hmm. yeah so that one basically could be 40 yeah about 52 inches and up and about c 2300 to 6500 cfm so that's on full when they say 6500 that is full speed ahead okay. so you have that variation but you know right there that the lowest is can be 3000 no i'm sorry 2300 20, about that interesting okay okay and then right. how do you know when you need two fans or do you know is that just a design thing well i think that even if it is a design thing thing my my opinion on this is probably goes up to the height of the ceiling also mm -hmm. so you know big open spaces can carry a lot more but uh, I think it also depends on it, how much air you want moved 
right right you may know a little bit more on that too have you heard anything else on that on the air movement or on the uh, yeah um well the uh, manufacturers are getting it's get you know you get more and more uh every time the technology moves forward it seems like more and more and then you know there's ac motor and dc motor and a lot of manufacturers are moving toward to DC. I'm not sure why. Do, do you know why that is? What what's yep, the preference? That down just a little bit, but it's going to be a little bit more energy efficient, and I'll go over that. Um, but you can go like then you can go over 400 square foot room. You can go 62 inches and above, and that can really pull about 5,500 wow. CFS. You know, at the lowest, up to 1,300, just depending on what, when you get to 62, because like I said, some of these people are, or some manufacturers are going eight foot and even bigger. Right. And there are applications for it too. I mean, one of my showrooms actually is two stories and has a huge fan. I don't, I mean, I can't even, it's, it's 10, 12 feet. It's just ginormous. So, yeah. And does it move fast or is it slow moving? They have it on slow, um, but it's, it's in an area, the the weather in the area where the showroom is located is cooler. So I think it's just, just to kind of um, move a little bit of air so that it feels fresh as opposed to kind of like staler air. You know, a lot of gyms that you go into now, workout gyms, mm -hmm. they'll have very large fans, not moving at a very fast pace at all. But the span of that fan and the motor running that fan moves quite a bit you can feel it you can absolutely right. feel it but it barely looks like it's moving like so, it's, yeah slowly because i guess you don't want like if you're on a machine and you're sweating you don't want a fan maybe right over your head blasting away uh maybe right. you don't need that so maybe you do but maybe you don't i don't know you know i mean some of these many other 32 feet some of them just huge for those spaces so yeah but they do well you look at it it's very slow moving. So, you know, but it's it's doing the job that mm -hmm. needs to recycle that air through there and get the air moving. So um, mm -hmm. basically, if you're doing anything industrial, I would definitely always refer to the manufacturer on that or someone who is specialized in industrial fans. And there are people out there that do that. So that makes total sense to me. But um, I feel like the next question is, and it does matter, is how far from the ceiling do you drop? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. you don't want to chop your head off or, you know, no, but you know, it was kind of interesting because I found that the most optimal height for a fan is eight between eight and nine feet from the floor above the floor okay. gives you the optimal um, length from the ceiling for it to actually be doing the adequate, I guess, doing the best work. Interesting. So if you have eight foot, if you live in a house that has, or an apartment that has eight foot ceilings, is there a solution? Because obviously you're going to be below eight feet. You're going to start out like below eight feet. Yeah. Well, so I have eight foot ceilings and I use a flush mount or a hugger. Oh, huggers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think huggers are really becoming a big deal these days because not everybody has the tall vaulted ceilings. It kind of has a more modern look, kind of sleek. So it kind of, it just looks more like a how to just a hugger if you go up and look it up it just basically is a round cylinder type look with the mm -hmm. blades coming out of it not very ornate but you know back in the you know for a long time all we had basically was a more ornate motor so i think that this kind of streamlines that especially on an eight to nine foot ceiling where it's more in your vision 
to see that. So, right. Interesting. And what about, um, if, if it's, if you have a taller ceiling, do you have any advice? Like if you have 15 foot, you know, 12 or 15 foot ceiling. Yep. So basically most ceiling fans are between the motor itself from the bottom of the motor Mm -hmm. to the top of the motor or anywhere between 12 inches and 18 inches in Mm -hmm. height, depending Mm -hmm. on that fan. And so what you want to do is subtract the desired hanging height, which is eight to nine feet from the ceiling height from Mm -hmm. that. So for example, you know, a ceiling is 12 feet high and your ceiling fan is 12 inches in height. You will need to subtract 24 inch down rod to mount that ceiling between eight to nine feet. Does that make sense? So basically, if it's 12 and then your ceiling height is more like 14 feet high, Mm -hmm. then you want to subtract that. You're going to figure out where you would drop that ceiling fan to be in that eight to nine foot or above. Now, that's optimal, but I do know that there are people that have very vaulted ceilings, large ceiling spaces. Right. You know, aesthetically, that may not be what they want to do. And right. that's fine. But there is that they they do suggest that you do it, but I don't think there are any like 100 percent you have to follow it by these rules right. anymore. Right. So right. I think that right. but it's a good way to figure it out. Then you can say, well, does that matter to me? Or right, it- right. You have a sense. There's a standard anyway. And we our house, we have very vaulted ceilings. Um, so we have to hang it on a hang straight, you know, a hang straight canopy, which most fans I know come with a vaulted ceiling option, you know, mount. Yeah. They do, which is nice. I think it's always an app. Some of them, it's an adder that you need to let them know that you're doing in a vaulted ceiling. Some of them aren't, but, um, and that gets into the vaulted ceiling. Pause this for a minute. So I have a vaulted ceiling, you know, we're getting these fans and we have a vaulted ceiling and we have uh, ordered down rods and everything else. Is there a formula or is there a way to know how low to drop it from the ceiling? To, so the hand doesn't hit the wall or the ceiling. Exactly. Right. You kind of like to have your blade size, where your pitch is going, the pitch of your ceiling, where the box is going to be mounted, you know, on that so that you're not going to, you know, swipe your ceiling every time it turns, which right. would not be pleasant, I'm sure. No. So, and it, yeah. I think a lot of mistakes are made there with the slope ceiling. A lot of mistakes of the size of the fan are made at that point. I think so too. I think so too. So it's, you know, again, it's just a learn. I mean, all this is some, I hate to say we learn about mistakes, but if we can avoid the mistakes, that would be best. So mm-hmm. your general rule of thumb is most ceiling fans are, you know, the down rods are like between 12 to 36 inches down. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when they're too long, you're going to get a lot of sway in your fan. Not right. a lot. Don't right. get You just want to be, you know, a little bit careful on that part of it. So, you know, it depends on the slope of the ceiling or the slope of the roof, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the downlot length should be four inches more than the multiple of the rods of the ceiling per inch. This is going to get really, really maybe too technical here. So, Matthew, sure, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. you kind of, the, I'm going to read this off. It says that. The down rod length in inches equals four plus the radius of the fan. So mm. you have a 36 inch fan right. plus four inch fan times the rise of the ceiling. So, for example, consider a room with a sloped roof 
right? Mm-hmm. The length, aka run of the room is 12 feet. Mm-hmm. And the rise difference between the lowest and the highest point on the roof is eight foot. You know, that's mm-hmm. give you your pitch. The mm-hmm. ceiling fan has a blade span of 52 inches, which we all know is about the most common right, right. out there. Therefore, the radius of the fan is 52 over two. So you're 26 inches on your rod down. Okay. Okay. 26 inches. And the down, and you need the slip ceiling canopy. They call it slip ceiling canopy for most, right. most fans when you're ordering a fan. Um, and you have a slope ceiling, you need, you need that. Um, so that slope ceiling canopy, as you know, it kind of has like a ball, right? For lack right. of a better word that, that sits in that canopy and it allows it to hang straight. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. They also call it hang straight canopy. That's yep. hang straight canopy. So. Right. So, okay. So that, so I'll let you know what happens. I'll let everyone know what happens when we get our fans in. We'll, we'll, we'll put a picture up of our, of our little mini fans. Um, yeah, I want to circle. Good. Yeah, I want to circle back to AC. We talk, I I asked you about ACDC, and you you said you're going to talk about that. So I want to learn more about the difference between AC and DC, and what's happening in the fan world with technology regarding AC or DC motors. So just to just dissect what AC and DC motors mean, AC is an alternating current coming to that fan. DC is a direct current coming to the ceiling fan. AC fan motors tend to be less expensive than a DC fan motor, but DC motors are a little smaller due to the components and the parts. So it's used a lot nowadays for a better aesthetic to that motor. Does that make sense? So the motor can be, you know, it doesn't have to be as big, but still does it. And then the smaller size of the DC fan motor allows that to get a little bit more creative with the ceiling fan design. So DC motors are also slightly more efficient. So mm-hmm. when you come to energy codes and things like that, some of them will say has to be a DC motor. Mm, right. I, I think that, yeah. These days, if you're trying to figure that out, they're right. going to cost on these apartment complexes to use an AC motor because it's just cheaper. The fans are cheaper, but DC motors are going to save them more efficiency. More efficiency. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that would be written in the specification from, you know, the electrical engineering side of it, you know, they want, but sometimes during that process that gets changed a little bit, but. Right. Right. And I see more and more DC. I see every manufacturer in lighting that does fans uh, moving towards DC and, and it's a technology advancement too, because you smaller is better. Right. And um, I think with all the smart devices and smart home and integration and all of these buzzwords that we'll we'll uh, touch on in another episode, uh, the the fan has to be able to leap in and be part of that that whole system too. And the remote, a lot of fan remotes, uh, a lot of fans come with remotes that really aren't. I mean, there are pull chain fans, but it's not necessary to have a pull, to start out with a pull chain fan. And a lot of these remotes um, can talk to Alexa or Nest or any of these, they can be set up to do that uh, with possibly it's more expensive, but they can, they can be set up to do that. And I, it, while we're talking about AC and DC and all of these other things, um, there, 
I, there are two, there are interior fans and exterior fans, right? There are the ones that are indoor only. And then there are ones that are, I guess, out indoor, they can go indoors, but they're actually code. The code, the UL listing is for outdoors. Is that right? Absolutely. I want to back up and say one thing about a DC motor fan. They will tend to be quieter, a little bit more uh, silent. So, well, you know, smaller, a little bit silent. Um, and they have, you know, but the AC, some people will argue that the AC fan motor will last longer. That again, that goes back and looking at your warranties and what you're buying. But, you know, um, and, but I just wanted to pull that out because sometimes noise can be a real issue for some people. For I've sure. Fans and for drivers, sure. where some people can really hear it and then other people can't hear it at all. So right. just right. to keep that as a, a rule of thumb, you know, um, if you've been out there and you've used both, you may not have even noticed it, but it is one right. thing they document that. But yes, so when going using an exterior fan, there's a little bit of a science to the size of that too, which kind of relates back. But you just want to make sure that that fan is rated for outdoor wet location use, especially right. not just damp, like you have a damp location, which can be covered completely, like maybe an outdoor um you know, screened in porch mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or something like that. Or you see them at restaurants where it's, you've got open, but it's never really going to hit rain on there. Right. right. You, when you're going to be exposed to the element and you could actually have rain come in or water, it's got to be wet location. Right. Right. With a little rain. Wet location. Right. right. Okay. Okay. That means it can be sprayed down. Right, exactly, exactly. You can hit it with water, and you don't have to worry about. It. That's what wet location means. And those finish, those usually the finish or the fan, the comp the makeup of the fan is such that it it can endure the outdoor uh, weather and things like that better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I think, and I think that the better the fan is, the quieter it is. The better the fan is. Um, the less noise it makes and less it, it doesn't wobble like the old fans that we used to have. So there's kind of a trend. Um, so I think that the more advanced we get with fans, the, the better they get overall, even the cheapest fan is going to perform better than maybe the best fan 20 years ago, because it won't wobble and it's just more stable and quieter. And so we're, we're making a lot of advances in technology, but I, I also want to know, I guess I wanted to talk about for a minute, how do you know that you're getting a good quality fan? I mean, even like I said, with the advances, even the, maybe the most basic fan is, is probably pretty good. Um, I think that it's hard to know. We don't know fan uh, brands really anymore. They're, they're sort of, there's nothing that stands out like, like it used to be a few manufacturers. Now there are so many manufacturers of fans. Um, but I think the rule of thumb is at a lighting showroom, like a good lighting showroom is going to have a, a lot of brands of fans, a lot of different designs, and they're going to have like the starter fan all the way up to the fan that, you know, can do your laundry almost, you know, the, the, the highest level fan and price priced incrementally, depending on the level of fan sophistication of fan that you're getting. Do you find that in your lighting showrooms too? Well, I mean, I find that across, yes, I do. Um, I find that, you know, 
every lighting showroom is going to carry whatever brands that they prefer to carry. But um, I think you have more, you have some that specialize in, in ceiling fans that have been around for a long time. I'm always kind of um, partial to that, looking at how long a company not saying a new company will not stand less, you know, the test of right. time. It's that warranty backup. So, you know, I feel right. like a company has been around for a long time. I think you need to look at warranties. Um, or ask somebody, you know, any if, whether you're looking on the internet and just trying to go from manufacturer to manufacturer to see, some people will search that out before they ever walk in to buy it. Who is the manufacturer, you know, and I think that some of the cost that goes into what might make a fan more expensive is now the smart technology. Are you paying more because it's going to have smarter? Are you paying more because it's wet location marine grade because you're living at the coast, which mm -hmm. is very because you can throw just an outdoor fan out at the coast and it not be a certain marine grade and you will be replacing that. Because here we have salt air. I'm sure you do out right, there. Right, we do too. So yeah. You want to look at this. I definitely think it's not something. But sometimes people will look at it, and this can be a bit wasteful, and put it up and say, okay, well, I know I'm going to be replacing this. But I do think the parts that they use, it goes down to the motors they may be using. That also goes back to, you know, the same thing that we do with um, lighting. You know, we, we sometimes ask for that driver, you know. So if you, as you educate yourself, you might know what matter. So, you know, but I, I tend to like go towards the ones who you do, you, know, you just hear more about them. I don't, it's just, they've perfected it or they're mm -hmm. still learning mm -hmm. and they're still right. growing with that. That's, that's me. Right. Um, right. And I, but I think a lot of people, um, they look at design, you know, first they, they find the fan that they love and then they try to make it work in their space. Uh, whatever right. the specifications are, sometimes you have to abandon that effort or go and ask somebody what what is what fan is close to this in design, and then does it have the specifications that you want? Is it app if you're putting it outdoors? Is it an outdoor fan? Does it have a good warranty? Does it have a good finish for the outdoors? Or if it's an indoor fan, um, does it do what you want it to do and still look the way you want it to look? Um, whether you're you're getting a fan that has a light in it or a fan with no light, I, I think a lot of people start from the standpoint of the way the fan looks. They like the way it looks and then they try to make it work from there. Right. I, I totally agree with that. Which the good thing is that, you know, in most of fan companies now, which we see this huge trend, I see this on the residential side, the trend being like a, a more of a jewel tone color on the motor. So it may be a brass or it may be brass or whatever. And then having that white blade or maybe it has a full like true teak um, wood blade. I mm -hmm. think across the board now you're you're being able to see that not everything is resin. Um, not everything is going to be plastic. So depending on where you're putting it, what do you want it? You know, if I'm going in a utility room, I may not care that that fan costs, you know, I don't even know what they would be that, but it's small. It might be has like a resin plastic blade. But if I'm out in my area where I'm actually going to be entertaining and I live in, and mm -hmm. I say it may, it may matter to me that it's a real wood blade right. and resin to look like wood blade. Right. And you maybe want a, like the brass and black, which is a trend right now, that combination right. or if you if it's in a room where you have a lot of silver or pewter, you you maybe want the fan to match 
the body of the fan at least to match that. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we kind of know that satin nickels can look similar. Chromes can vary slightly, you know, if we're looking at design part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I may not know, but I think when we're talking about quality fans, wherever you choose to buy your fan, especially if you can go in and you can look at it, you know, maybe see it perform. Um, the good thing is that you'll see maybe a slight variation from factory to factory is what their age price might look like. Or, right. what, you know, so it's nice to be able to see a chip or see that in person. You can't always do that. Yeah. Yes. Know, when, right. When and there are, from my, my recollection of fans, there are two ways that they're made or they used to be made. It used to be eat with a metal, a metal fan, it's either stamped or cast. The stamp metal is uh, thinner, kind of looks tinnier, like like whatever the finish is, if it's chrome, it's like shiny, but not polished nicely versus the cast, the metal gauge is thicker and the fan just, or whatever the material is, if it's a fan body, it looks richer and more consistent color and doesn't look so tinny. So I, I don't know if they I don't know if they stamp and cast, so they probably do, but the more expensive fans are, are going to be cast so that you get that rich look in the metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that would make sense to me. Definitely. Um, but, you know, I think one of the good things is so many people are living near the water now, too. And if you're going to take that into consideration and you're buying something that's got a great warranty, you're probably going to also be told it might be beneficial to leave that fan running all the time, 24 hours a day. Really? It doesn't have to be on a high speed. I would leave it on the low speed, especially outside or if it's in an area where you've got outflow coming in through the space from outside and back around. Mm -hmm. And it's great because keep that as a rule of thumb because it keeps that motor boiled and running it's not able to get dried out or so I did want to bring that up I think that's a big deal and, and you can that, find, it, I'm sorry no no and you can find all colors for that too but I mean again mm -hmm. looking at that marine grade just like you would anything near water is nice so is it the same philosophy as remember way back when with fluorescence is better to just leave them on than to try to power them up and down because it uses a lot of energy to power them up and down is it the, is this that the same idea with the fan staying on all the time or is it more to do with the mechanics of the fan i believe it's more to do with the mechanics of the fan i mean no matter what when you're turning lights on and off or up and down i mean that does take a, an initial direct energy to turn that on so yes you get a little pulse in that but you know with with fans these days and you can look at the label it will tell you the energy consumption that it uses some fans are just phenomenal like some fans are using more of like the energy can the energy that we use over in europe they're going by their standards meaning it's even more energy efficient i'm sure mm -hmm. that folks are adopting that now anyways but you know looking at that's nice so some fans you can run 24 hours a day 365 days and they may only do like 50 to 60 dollars up on your um on your energy or on your electrical bill but they're moving your air constantly they're cooling it or they're circulating your heat down so it's yeah. beneficial to do that absolutely it's a great alternative to running ac air conditioning if you if you don't have to you know for your bill, the art bill, your get, you know, your P, your electrical bill, as well as just 
environmentally, it, I'm sure it's probably better to let a fan spin than, um, than, you know, turn on your air conditioning or heat if you don't have to. If you're in a, I guess you have to be in a mild enough climate to do that. Maybe um, that's where we are. Maybe that's where you are generally, yeah, but it's, we're hot. <laughs> you're not. I guess we are. It's nicer to um, not have to use air conditioning, especially when we don't have it. In California, there are a lot of places on the coast we don't even have AC, we don't have that option. So we really some days need the fans to move, you know, to move things around, get air moving. Uh, it's important. It's actually, you know, for people's health, it's important to be able to cool down. On, on Absolutely, I could imagine. I mean, here on the East Coast, this it's been so humid, you know, which goes back to that smart technology with these fans getting smarter and smarter. And you can program your fans now to, keep your room at 72 degrees all the time. Amazing. It's not just going to be the temperature. Some fans are smart enough to actually almost measure the weight of the humidity. Wow, really? So when measuring that weight of that humidity, that also takes in consideration as to how, all, how long it's moving and how fast it needs to move to keep that down. And with that smart technology, if you happen to have a second home or you're not at home and on out of town and you hear it's hot, you can go into your phone and like say, okay, I want you to go ahead and keep that cool there. Um, so technology is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess the bottom line is fans are really being used as, uh, as lights, as, as functional fans too, but also they've gone, they've moved so far far ahead fashion wise that you can actually find a fan that if you can't use a light, if you need a fan in an area, now you can find a fan that is really cool. It has a really cool design that matches your design aesthetic and your, uh, the theme of your house, you know, the, the genre of your house. And they've come so far from that little fan, you know, that little brass fan with the cheap oak blades and the pull chain it's come a long way it really has come a long way and i think that we're seeing them not like i said earlier not just residentially you see them in restaurants and after this pandemic i think more restaurants are going to have outdoor spaces For so sure. outdoor spaces you see so many fans whether they be on the ceiling and nowadays you do see them wall mounted which mm -hmm. i think is really great on the oscillate so yeah they're just about used everywhere i see them inside the restaurant so yeah, it's becoming a big category in the lighting industry uh, because they can, it's easy to control, it's easy to make them smart. Um, it, and it's easy, a lot of them come smart, but it's really easy to make them smart. And I, everybody likes that too. So I, I think it's kind of a win-win. If you have room in your, in your space for fan, I think it's actually become okay in design, you know. Well, especially with the colors, like you said earlier, just all the different styles. Exactly. Right. So totally on trend. Yeah. Now yeah. I can make it fit in and it not like stare out, sip out like a sore thumb. So right, right. the way that I look at fans is I see, you know, we have fashion fans and then mm -hmm. we even have this grade called the builder grade fan. And that was basically your entry level in and then you go up from there. Right, right, right. Yeah, they have it. There's a fan for every personality almost now, it seems. So if you're in the in the market for a fan, 
you know, you can check out online, you can go to your local lighting showroom and there, there are, there's a plethora of choices of fans. Uh, if that's what you, if that's what you need, or that's where you want to go, uh, with your design, it's like super easy to find something that, you know, you can fall in love with and it can be part of your, a good part of your, the design of your home. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a very interesting, um, fact about the origin of fans and we come such a long way with fans what a hundred and something years later so um yeah I think it's I think it's great and I think it's good they're just going to keep going and keep getting smarter and better and more choices more options and um quieter and more energy efficient so it's a, it's a good choice anyway so next time we're going to talk about kelvins right we are going to talk about Kelvin's yeah, temperature. Talk a little bit more in depth about Kelvin's and then we have yes. some guests coming in soon too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody, thank you for joining us today and um, we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.